Picture a line between passive and aggressive. At the middle point of this line lies assertiveness, a place where you work with others by finding the right language at the right time to express your feelings and thoughts. The ability to express feelings, it's the ability to express beliefs and thoughts openly, uh, being able to voice opinions, disagree, and take a definite stand, even if it's emotionally difficult to do so, uh, and even if you have something to lose by doing so. It's the ability to stand up for personal rights, not allowing others to bother you or take advantage of you. Assertive behavior is not overly controlled or shy. It's an expression of feelings and beliefs directly without being aggressive or abusive. Welcome to The Behaviorist with Work Wisdom, where we help you adopt high performance mindsets, behaviors, communication, and culture. I'm your host, Sarah Colantonio. Our intention for the Behaviors podcast is to share accessible, concrete practices that you can weave into your whole life to begin a shift towards joy and meaningful achievement. Today, I'm joined by Isaac Etter, uh, an entrepreneur and founder of the organization called Identity. Am I missing some other? No, that's, I mean, that's great. <laughs> okay. I love it. Um, yeah. To discuss the communication practice of assertiveness. And the whole reason that we know and love Isaac is you were assertive. You basically reached out to us and you were like, let's hang out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so part of the reason I wanted to talk about this is this is a skill that I, I have to work really hard at this particular skill. But um, I, I wanted to ask you what you thought of that pretty lengthy definition yeah. in the introduction. Is that what you... Is that what you think of when you think of assertiveness? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think really to be assertive, you do have to kind of walk this line, as you mentioned, like you don't want to be overly aggressive, but you also don't want to hold back too much mm -hmm. because people, you know, respect you making your intentions clear as well. And so I think it was a really great definition of being assertive. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, one of the reasons why we wanted to talk about this is because for leaders, they sometimes have, first yeah. of all, they sometimes don't know the definition. Yeah. They don't know that it's on this continuum. Yeah. Um, and they struggle with this thing that uh, it comes out of the book Radical Candor, which is yeah. ruinous empathy. Have you heard of this? I don't think I have heard of this term. <laughs> no. It's, wow. oh, it's the worst. It's the worst <laughs> for leaders. So it's, it's basically when you feel too worried that you're going to hurt somebody's feelings gotcha. so you don't say anything yeah. even if the thing that maybe your direct report um yes. is doing isn't right yeah. uh is the wrong thing or it's not good enough and yep. then, but you feel so bad you're like i don't want to hurt their feelings and yeah. then so you don't say anything yeah that's ruinous empathy. That's like, you're not helping. I understand helping. ruinous yeah. empathy. Wow. As <laughs> okay. somebody who has employees, I understand yeah, ruinous it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, so constructive assertiveness, yeah. this idea of being assertive is really being, is clearly communicating, it's being Possibly. directive, but it's with care. It's with care. So there's yeah. an artfulness to it and it goes a really long way. Um, in fact, w another reason why we want to talk about it is not just the problem of ruinous empathy, but the benefits of being constructively assertive yeah. are, there's Absolutely. a ton of research around it. So it's oh, yeah. how we foster engagement, 
It's how we foster creativity. Yeah. It's how we scale our success. Yeah. So those of us that are kind of afraid to be assertive, we're, yeah. oh my gosh, we're, we're totally missing out. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I sent you some notes earlier. There's yeah. like, uh, it helps with overall health and safety, mm-hmm. increase in productivity, decrease in costs, yeah. um, increase in employee satisfaction because it helps in resolving conflicts, um, yeah. gaining resources for your team, clearing obstacles, uh, profit, increased personal career success, yeah. uh, creativity, all those things. I, I mean, the it's list goes on. It's a big yeah. one. Yeah. So, f- you know, for you, why do you think, why do you think yeah. it's so important? Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, just such a timely thing for me personally, as I've mm-hmm. um, been really thoughtful about kind of like the next round of hiring for me okay. and what kind of leader I want to be. Like you said, like leaders can often fall into that um, candor. What you say? What is it? Well, what was the word empathy? Ruinous empathy. Ruin, can fall into ruinous empathy <laughs> yeah. very easily. And I've definitely yeah. seen myself fall there in the past. And so I think one thing that's the top for me when being assertive is that when you're assertive and you're clear, mm-hmm. you don't leave any areas for people to one, wonder mm-hmm. about whether they're doing the right thing or for you to feel like you can't change something because you weren't yeah. clear. Yeah. Um, and I've definitely fallen into situations where I've brought people on and said, do this. And certainly they've done that, but I didn't give a clear expectation mm-hmm. or a process flow or how we do things. Mm-hmm. And by not being assertive in those areas, I left a lot of holes. Yeah. And so for <laughs> for me, being assertive is, is all about a, a mutual respect that you're building. Mm-hmm. Um, because people want to do well like most people don't come into things negatively but you set people up for failure when you're not assertive Um, and so just as a leader that's I think why it's so important to be assertive because these people that have chosen to follow you down whatever this path is Mm -hmm. um, deserve the respect of you being clear about what your intentions are Um, and I've certainly failed at that in the past and I think I'm getting better at it now (laughs) Um, but that's I think from a leadership perspective Mm -hmm. why it's important to me and from a personal perspective, you know, as somebody who has been a young person trying to make their name as an entrepreneur and as a leader, um, for me, I've always been like, you know, if I want these people to take me seriously, who I respect and I see, mm-hmm. like you and Kendrin, mm-hmm. um, I need to be clear about yeah. like, hey, like, I, I want to come and sit with you all because I want to learn <laughs> from you. Like, I, yeah. I want to add value where I can and I want to yeah. learn from you and be a part of your ecosystem um, because I see you as valuable mm-hmm. and I hope that I can be the same. Yeah. And and being assertive in that way, I think, especially for young people is really important mm-hmm. um, because that's the only way you really grow and learn. We can learn a lot from the Internet, but valuable relationships and mentorship is where we really grow. Mm. And in order to get those, you have to be a little bit assertive <laughs> and it can be nerve wracking and you're going to have to be OK with people saying no or ghosting yeah, you. Sure. Because it does happen, but, you know, all it really takes is one yes, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's much better to just be assertive and say, hey, can I get 30 minutes of your time? 30 minutes, I just want to sit down and learn how you got to here because I want to get there one day. Yeah. Um, I think it's the best thing we can do, especially as young people, but just as people who want to learn and grow in general. Yeah, I, I, you know, you're talking about those holes. I have to wonder, like, how yeah. much are we missing out on? Yeah. Because, like, what's going on with that kid that, in yeah. their in their hearts they're like I want this and then, you know and they don't say exactly yep yeah yeah, yeah. uh 
So it's just, it's like a, it, so it's also part of emotional intelligence. It's Absolutely. a skill. So it's completely Absolutely. developable. It's not just a personality trait. Oh, you yeah. know, you can, you can yeah. leverage it. You can yeah. say, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to use it today. <laughs> yes. There were, I think there's certainly many times that I've, I've failed at it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the only way to get good at being assertive is to fail at being yeah. assertive one or yeah, two you're times. So right. yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what we miss <laughs> half the time. Cause it's the same with entrepreneurship, right? Yeah. It's the same with business. Yeah. You can have a good idea, but the execution is where it matters. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with all of our soft skills. Because we can learn them all, mm -hmm. we have to just start. Yeah. And that can be the <laughs> scariest part, <laughs> is to just send that message, to yeah. approach that person, to go to that mixer. That's step one. But in a lot of ways, that can be the most daunting, mm -hmm. um, for whatever reason it may be. Um, but I hope to encourage people to take that first step, yeah. um, because it really is where you find out you know, what's next, yeah. what you love, what you don't, yeah. um, what kind of leader you want to be, what kind of entrepreneur you want to be. Mm -hmm. It's by being assertive and taking that step forward mm -hmm. um, where you can actually find out. Because mm -hmm. uh, if you never take it, you never know. Right. And that's worse. Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> regret. Yeah, regret is, regret is worse than failing at being assertive a couple oh times. Gosh. Yeah. Um, See, I, that's why I'm obsessed with this because yeah. there, I was in a meeting like three yeah. years ago I should have spoken up. I still think about it. Yeah. I didn't speak up. <laughs> and I regret it. Yep. It sits with you. Yes. It sits with you. And I, trust me, I if I can't sleep some nights, I'm thinking about all the things I should have said <laughs> in meetings or calls or podcasts. Yeah. Like it, it just lives with you when you miss that opportunity. And uh, I think we don't do enough to also sometimes allow that doorway to exist mm -hmm. for people. Because being assertive can be so intimidating I always wonder, and at least in my experience, always hope to create like as open door of, as possible mm -hmm. for other people to be assertive with me, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love having our coffees with people, and I don't think that I'm some great success, but I just being one step ahead of somebody, the person who's a step behind you, taking that 30 minutes can mean everything. Yeah. And so it's like, on one end, we need to help people be more assertive. But at the same time, as leaders, we also need to be accepting of that assertiveness and be willing to like reach our hands out when we can mm -hmm. yeah. um, and pull other people up. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, also being assertive, I think, to be honest. Yeah. It's saying like, oh, people have opened the door for me, mm -hmm. so I'm going to open the door for other people. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love that. Thank you. Um, you know, here at Work Wisdom, we, we say that in order to be constructively assertive, we can maximize there's yeah. a couple ways we can do that and one um is to practice self-awareness oh, do the yeah. self-check and you you really yeah. were touching on this thinking about when was there a time when you benefited from yeah. someone being con you know assertive yeah. with you direct with you yeah I, I feel like for me that's such a good reminder oh, it's amazing yeah. yeah i have some fantastic mentors and mm -hmm. even just last week, um, a mentor just sent me an article and he said, I feel like I really just need to pound this into your head. Like, I just don't <laughs> think you get this. And I remember at first, you know, you would want to be defensive. Like, yeah. what do you mean I don't get it? I'm doing fine. But I remember I, I just stared at the message for two minutes and I was like, I should be really grateful yeah. that a mentor can look at an article and say, Isaac isn't great at this. He shouldn't read this article. Yeah. And like that... Yeah, that's self-awareness. Mm -hmm. That's the step one. And I think, you know, to take it back into like an organizational leadership, 
like when I think about um, even just like the past couple of months of doing first hires and hiring contractors to do whether content work or something, like when I think about self-awareness for me, when people weren't meeting the high quality or what I wanted from them, even mm-hmm. though I gave them the assignment, I think as leaders, we can be very quick to go and be like, oh, you're not doing this right. Mm-hmm. You're not doing this right. But self-awareness as a leader is wondering, okay, I gave out this assignment to this mm-hmm. person. I hired this person, mm-hmm. whether for a short term or a long term. And if they're not meeting what I want them to achieve, I need to first reflect on <laughs> where, what did I tell them? Yeah. What packet of information did I give yeah. them to go off of? And like for me, that's why I realized like I just need to do a whole lot more work in being assertive mm-hmm. and clear on like what our expectations are, what are our operational flows, like how do I want things to be done? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it wasn't anybody else's fault that they didn't meet the expectation <laughs> that was in my head because the expectation in my head wasn't on paper. Right. <laughs> and like, you know, you can't do anything about that. They did what I told them to do. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's that's a part of being self aware, being mm-hmm. assertive is not immediately looking at the other person as yeah. the fault, but yeah. really reflecting in because you steer the ship. Right. Um, and, you know, that's a part of being assertive. It's a part of being self-aware. It's a part of being a leader, yeah. um, especially if you want to, you know, use this to scale in all those ways that you mm. talked about. Yeah. You know, you're not going to have happy employees if every time they don't meet the expectation in your head, yeah. you're, you know, <laughs> angry emails, phone calls. You know, that's a surefire way to have people not want to work for you. Yeah, yeah, you know? definitely. Um, one of the other things that we talked about is being intentional and clear in our communication. So going back yeah. to that, uh, radical candor, uh, that it's a really good book, by the way, yeah. where, um, she talks about when you are practicing radical candor, mm. it's caring personally, uh, but challenging directly. Mm. So you, yeah, again, it's artful. It's very artful. So, That's a great quote. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. Um, and actually, so she worked with she worked with um, an, an executive who's at Facebook now, but but this was back when they were at Google, and she did a presentation, and she after the presentation, um, her boss was like, "I want to talk to you," and she told her some of the good things she did, and then she said, "One thing that is 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 a problem is you use um and ah." Uh, and it takes away from your credibility. And she was like, okay, whatever. And she was like, I'd like you to get some coaching. Yeah. And she's like, it's fine. And she said, I don't know how many times I need to tell you, but you need to get coaching. Yeah. <laughs> so it was yeah. bananas because it's incredibly intelligent. And she was kind of defensive about it. But yep. then she said, so then I did. I went and I only needed like two or three sessions and I and it was fun. And now I don't um and ah when yeah. I do my presentations. But it was it was one of those moments where she she had to be direct. Like this is this is what I'm hearing. You're really smart and you gave really good information and yeah. you said um and ah so many times it was distracting. Yeah. And since I taught public speaking, <laughs> that example really sticks in <laughs> my head. You love it. Yeah. yeah. So, so being intentional and clear in our communication, we have, uh, we have uh, our authentic communication book, mm-hmm. and we have a section about, you know, what you were talking about before, about what am I expressing to the other person? Like, is yeah. it clear? Mm-hmm. And do they, 
do they have buy-in? Are they saying, yes, this is, yeah. I understand, this is what can be done? Absolutely. And so that's, that's one of the things, just paying attention to our communication. The other thing when it comes to constructive assertiveness is tapping into the motivation of others. Mm-hmm. So there's this um, in the neuroscience uh, of motivation, David Rock recognize that there's these five elements it's called scarf uh that motivates us so it's status certainty autonomy relatedness Mm. and fairness Mm. and so just it's like yeah lights up in our brain if we recognize if we feel like we have status (laughs) uh if we if there's some element of certainty Mm. i kind of know what to expect I love the fact that also we are motivated by autonomy. It's like we need yeah. certainty, but we also want autonomy. <laughs> <laughs> we want a little curiosity. We yeah. always do. Uh, relatedness, of course. Yeah. So that connection, that human connection, and then fairness. Hmm. So if we can, if we can put that within, you know, the framework of our feedback or whatever we're asking for, yeah, it lands like. It makes Absolutely. it makes sense, um, and we also talk about empowerment, and that's like probably a whole nother podcast. But empowerment yeah. means that you're making sure roles and expectations are super clear. Yeah, you know you you have um, there's clarity. There's we call it true authority with yeah. clear boundaries, you know? Exactly. Which like, is hard for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, talk about one of my greatest growths in that was in that area of like yeah. empowering people that did stuff for me. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, gosh, when you have a baby, which is a business or an organization, whatever it may be mm-hmm. to let somebody else walk in and do something can be very hard. <laughs> Very yeah. anxious. And I yeah. actually learned this the best at Safe House, uh, yeah. which I, I think people probably wouldn't expect. But mm-hmm. at Safe House, some days we would have, you know, 50 volunteers in a day. Oh. We'd have different people leading different teams. And uh, we were working coincide with different organizations. And I had to really learn how to not, like, control situations. Yeah. And taking that into my into my work now at Identity, I've noticed that, like, when I brought, you know, our creative director in, um, I had this rule that basically, like, if it wasn't, like, a nerve for me, yeah. like, I, it wasn't, like, make or break for me, I was going to let him have the final say in that area okay. because I don't know anything about that. Okay. It's like, it just didn't matter. It's yeah. like, I'm not a video producer. I don't know anything about branding. Like, I know what we're all going after, but he was the expert in that. Yeah. And so I said, if it didn't really rub me the wrong way, he was going to have the final say. Okay. And if we had to go back and change something a year later, we did. Uh, we could, you know what I yeah. mean? And so, you know, our marketing, our our branding, our colors, like I let him take a lot of control on that. Mm -hmm. And and I'm so thankful for it. Because instead of spending my days and nights being (laughs) like, that font was wrong, I don't really like that. (laughs) I actually just adjusted to understanding that like, he had a set of information that like, I didn't have. Um, And that is a discipline. And I wasn't always great at it. I had Mm -hmm. to coach myself into being like, don't say anything. (laughs) Let that be what it is, because that's not a major issue. Mm -hmm. But boy, did we move a whole lot faster because of that. Yeah. Um, And so I I agree with that. Empowering people, it's daily process, but it makes a world of a difference. Yeah.
Yeah. That's great. That's a great story. Yeah. yeah you're, you. <laughs> you are you are having this in real time. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's honestly perfect timing because this is all happening to me yeah. this year. Yeah. It's like building a bigger business, going down a different road and, um, you know, being I've been a nonprofit for so long to now be in the for profit lane and, yeah. and trying to reach venture scale and doing all these things. Yeah. You have to learn a lot of these disciplines mm-hmm. in, in real time. And yeah. so I think it is a very timely <laughs> conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I you know, I guess I'm curious about. It, it sounds like right now the you have to use it in all of these different ways. Yeah. So the self awareness, being really intentional and clear in your communication, thinking about yeah. motivation, exactly, um, and empowerment. Yeah. What are the ones that yeah. sort of rise to the top for you? What are the oh, ones that self awareness all the time? Okay. I mean, self awareness. Yeah. Um, as I think uh, a leader, a founder, like you have to work from that place constantly because it's self-awareness to make sure that you're going down the right lane, right? Because we can fall in love with an idea, a company that isn't actually working, but because we're not being self-aware, we keep going down it when we should pivot or stop, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so you have to have self-awareness from that front. Then you have to have self-awareness with your customers, right? Mm -hmm. Because you might deliver a product that you want to have one impact, but it has another impact. That (laughs) impact can be just as good. (laughs) But if it's not the impact you wanted and you're not also being self-aware, you can get stuck trying to force something to work a way that it actually doesn't work. And then we get to the employee side where you also have to have self-awareness and assertiveness and clarity. Yeah. And so these are really how these things are, are working and manifesting for me right now mm-hmm. is making sure that at the beginning or end of every day, I'm just like thinking through the interactions that I had, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, a VC. What did they say? What were their concerns with a customer? What was their concern? What, what pain points did they have mm-hmm. that we were either addressing or not addressing? Yeah. And from an employee standpoint, like, what did they feel like they were doing well? What was easy for them? And where was it not easy? Where were the pain points Mm. there? What wasn't clear in my communication? And so it's just a lot of self-awareness. And then it tails into, like, these being assertive. Because Mm. I'm self-aware, I know when and where to be assertive Mm. as well. You know what I mean? I know who I need, whose door do I need to knock on, right? Who do I need help with? Hey, do I need to go knock on Sarah and Kenyon's door and say, hey, (laughs) We need some team building stuff. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it, it definitely transitions into all these other mm-hmm. lanes. And so it's just, it's majorly important to me. Yeah. I love yeah. Um, What do you think the cost would be to your work if you didn't practice the art of assertiveness? Oh, I think, cool. yeah. <laughs> the cost would probably be either non-existence or Hmm. um definitely very slow existence which is fine you know for some people that's it can be fine to go slower but one of the biggest benefits i think to the way that i produce fast has actually been my ability to you know reach out ask for help ask for Mm -hmm. advice um, and be assertive about the fact that i want critical feedback Mm -hmm. um we grow the best Mm -hmm. in community and we grow the best with assertive clarity about how we're doing, yeah. right? Just like the mentor who felt comfortable enough to send me a message saying, I feel like I need to pound this thought into your head, right? That's That was me being assertive with him because I remember two years ago when I asked him to be my mentor, yeah. right? I had to be assertive first in that situation, yeah. but because of it, now I have this loop of feedback 
that might be uncomfortable at times, mm-hmm. but it's helping me grow fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it can be the same with any area. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to start something or start a business, like being assertive to reach out to an assets, to reach mm-hmm. out to a business mentor, mm-hmm. like that's a step of assertiveness to be clear and like say, hey, I need this help. I want this information. Mm-hmm. And so I just think it's majorly important. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, were you ever assertive and it backfired? It wasn't oh. constructive? <laughs> Never. <laughs> yeah, it had to be, yes. You know what I mean? It almost had to be, yes. There's certainly been times where, like, you're assertive in the wrong ways, right? <laughs> you know, you might be frustrated. Mm-hmm. Like, I can think of times, especially um, in more stressful situations, like at Safe House, like, just being assertive in the wrong directions, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and... Again, I guess, you know, you kind of go back to being self-aware. Yeah. It's like, if you're sort of in the wrong direction and it backfires, um, your best bet is not to necessarily sulk, though you probably will. You probably <laughs> will be up at like two o'clock having a dream flashback of it, like I do. Um, but it is to learn and to grow from it, right? Mm, it's yeah. like, I've learned, at least I would hope, and I, I'm sure I'm not perfect at it, but at least I've tried to learn how to um, navigate emotional situations without um, forcing yeah. what I think should happen, yeah. right? Because, you know, in a protest, in a very tense scene like we were in during those days, the answer wasn't always to be very assertive. Mm-hmm. Some of the answer was to listen first. Mm. And so hmm. um, there's definitely been times where I've talked too fast, which is a wrong way to be assertive. You can also be assertive in silence. Yeah. Um, and so by listening to other people, like you said, you know, people's status is something that people really care about. Mm-hmm. By listening to somebody without having to force in your mm-hmm. opinion or interjection can actually be a great way of being assertive. Because later then you can come and say, hey, I listened to what you said. These were the points that really stuck out to me. Yeah. And it could be a month later, it could be a week later, but that's still being very assertive by listening clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes, again, from client to staff yeah. to stranger to somebody of status. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So my last question for you. Yeah. Uh, you've given so much wisdom here. What advice would you give to those who don't have the natural affinity yeah. for being assertive or don't mm-hmm. feel as if they're in a position to practice assertiveness. I mean, you're always in the position. Let me okay. say that. Is that <laughs> there there's really no position that you're you're not that you couldn't be assertive in some way, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz it doesn't really matter whether you're um, you know, you know, doing something that, you know, you don't want to be doing. Let's mm-hmm. just say like you're working a 9 to 5 that you really just don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. You might think you have no power. Well, you do have power because you have the internet, you have Instagram, you have LinkedIn, you have Facebook, right? <laughs> and so, you know, 99% of my assertiveness is on LinkedIn. And I love talking with other people about LinkedIn because the connections and the friendships mm-hmm. and the things that I've made on LinkedIn just by um, posting content and then yeah. following up with people or yeah. DMing people about what I'm doing yeah. who I know have similar interests, like... That's actually how I've been able to grow a lot of mm-hmm. my, um, you know, knownness and child wellness. That's how a lot of people know me is actually yeah. from LinkedIn. Yeah. And so there's always a way to be assertive. And sometimes you have to find the most comfortable way to be assertive. Yeah. And then scale into the most uncomfortable yes. way. <laughs> and, Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And, and for me personally, that was first Instagram. Yeah. Like for okay. me. 
it was first Instagram, and then it was LinkedIn, <laughs> and now I'm very comfortable going up to somebody at an event. I wasn't always. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably the weakest area for me at first. But now it's like, okay, I've kind of gained that muscle yeah. of like, it doesn't really matter if somebody responds how you want them to or not. Yeah. Sometimes it's actually just more about getting in people's heads. Yeah. And I could do a whole nother podcast about how part of my assertiveness is just being in people's thought process when they think mm-hmm. about certain things. Um, and so that's why I use LinkedIn and why I would just suggest people to find an avenue mm-hmm. where they can just start to take a little bit of action towards whatever it is they want to be. Yeah. Do you want to be a better leader? Okay, go follow some profiles and respond to their stories when they like yeah. post something that you care about. Um, and that's a way to start being assertive and getting in that lane. Um, yeah, and show up. You know, that's all you yeah. really can do is just yeah. show up to things. Um, and so, yeah, don't don't make too many excuses, though. <laughs> so that's the surefire <laughs> way not to be assertive is yeah. if you keep making excuses of why you can't be. Because mm-hmm. there's tons of ways you can be without putting too much at risk. Yeah. Um, and so find them, execute, and then just keep scaling that execution. I love it. That feels so doable. Yeah, it's so yeah. doable. So easy to hide behind your screen at first. And yeah. I respect it. I yeah. respect people that hide behind their screens at first, but at least are making movement. Yeah. Because a step forward is better than no movement at right. all. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't really have to look however you think it has to look. Yeah. It can be done in your way and mm-hmm. in your comfortable zone. Um, because there's all kinds of factors that people experience that we can't prejudge. Yeah. So we can't make a guidebook for how assertiveness should look. Yeah. You have to do it in your own language yeah. and get to the point that you want to get to. Um, so just make that step forward. I love it. Yeah. Thank you, Isaac. Absolutely. Thank you for having <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, thank you for coming. I mean, the wind out there. I yeah. don't know if people could hear <laughs> the wind. Yes. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming to talk about the art of assertiveness. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for downloading The Behaviorist. We hope you'll subscribe. Please reach out to us through our website, workwisdomllc.com, where you can enjoy Work Wisdom Press and productions, ask questions, and give suggestions of topics you'd like us to explore in future episodes. Uh, our, we have a custom where we, we end with a quote. Uh, this is Audrey Lord. When I dare to be powerful to use my strength in the service of my vision, then it becomes less and less important whether I am afraid.